This is the intersection of assistive, educational, and information technology. Whether it's technology for inclusive classroom learning or tools for community success, technology can promote independence and inclusive technology has become more available for everyone. Welcome to the Inclusive Technology for All podcast with your host, Mike Murata. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 56, which is scheduled to be released on October 14th, 2019. Uh, we have some great stuff to get to in this episode, including we have a special guest for our Tool Time segment. Uh, I'm excited this week for the Technology for Specific Learning Disabilities Conference that I'm hosting with Karen Janowski up in Massachusetts. Uh, we have a really great action-packed lineup of speakers talking about tools and strategies to support students. Uh I'm looking forward to getting up there and connecting with some of the speakers, and hopefully for the next couple episodes, I'll have some interviews with the speakers with some quick takeaways about their sessions as they went through them. Remember, I want to hear from you. Make sure you leave a comment and ideas about topics for upcoming episodes. Visit speakpipe.com slash podcast and leave your audio message. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. All right, let's get started. There's a new book available that discusses universal design for learning, and I'm proud to say I'm one of the authors in that book. Uh, the book is called Universal Access Through Inclusive Instructional Design, International Perspectives on UDL. And I was lucky enough to be asked to write a chapter about an innovative professional development course I designed with Jennifer Edge Savage. Uh, so according to the publisher, Routledge, the book explores the ways that educators around the world reduce barriers for students with disabilities and other challenges by planning and implementing accessible, equitable, high-quality curricula. This impressive book has contributions from over 80 authors from around the world and is divided into the following sections. Foundations of Universal Design for Learning, Accessibility and Curricular Quality, Policies and Structures for Reducing Learning Barriers, Inclusive Classroom Design and Instructional Practices, Technology Innovations for Inclusive Learning, Issues in the Design of Accessible Instructional Materials, Current Research and Evaluation in Inclusive Learning Around the World, Inclusive Instructional Design Cases, and then finally Future Directions. The chapter that Jen and I wrote is included in the Inclusive Instructional Design Cases section. Our chapter, called Spreading the Word about Assistive Technology and Universal Design for Learning, a Model for Professional Teacher Learning, focuses on our year-long hybrid learning course we delivered to groups of educators across Massachusetts. Our goal of the course was to increase awareness about effective AT service delivery and meeting the needs of all learners with UDL. The flexible learning opportunities included full-day live hands-on training, webinars, social media chats, project-based learning activities, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, so if you're looking for new ideas about ways to incorporate UDL into your instructional design, check it out. I'll post a link to the book webpage in the show notes. Are you on Twitter? And if you are, is Twitter still a powerful learning tool for you as an educator? This was the topic of the latest episode of the Podcast PD podcast, which is hosted by a trio of New Jersey educators, Chris Nessie, 
Stacey Lindis, and AJ Bianca. This topic really resonated with me. Uh, I personally find Twitter to be a very powerful learning tool, and I'm constantly encouraging educators to get on the Twitter as I go across the country and do presentations and workshops and conferences and all that, constantly telling people, get on Twitter. You're going to not regret it. It's the greatest and all that stuff. Um, and I'm just wondering, is that still relevant? Um, I don't know how many times I've said to people, you know, become a connected educator, grow your PLN, get on Twitter. Um, Chris and Stacy and AJ had a really honest, open conversation about the value of Twitter and do they still use it in the same way? Um, and so these are three seasoned educators uh, who have been on Twitter for anywhere between five and 10 years. Um, they've cultivated a PLN, they've made connections and what they were speaking about was using those connections to sometimes reach out directly to the people with the expertise instead of going out to the Twitterverse and just kind of dropping it out there. Um, and, and it's interesting. I agree. I use Twitter differently now, but I still find value in the connections I have and the opportunities for conversation. Uh, they were also talking about the idea of Twitter chats and they don't really participate in them anymore. Uh, but I, I disagree. And I still feel like this is one of the most powerful ways to make connections and cultivate that PLN and learn from others. Um, the listeners of this podcast know how I feel about chats. Uh, we have a segment every episode that highlights the previous week's AT chat. Um, so I'm curious, what do you think? I want to hear from you. If you're a Twitter user, leave me a message via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash podcast with your comments about Twitter. Are you using it? Are you still using it the same way? Are you not using it? Uh, I want to add those in an upcoming episode. Uh, and definitely check out Podcast PD. Uh, it's available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, I'll include a link to the latest episode in the show notes. Plus, make sure to follow the host on Twitter. Chris is at Mr. Nessie. Stacy is at IRunTech. And AJ is at AJ Bianco. So for this episode's Tool Time segment, we're going to do something a little different because we have a special guest. Uh, I was going to share an app I learned about on Twitter from my friend Kelly Suiting. Then I thought, hey, why not just ask her to share the app? She was a trooper and sent me something right away, which was awesome, on a Sunday night, no less. So thank you for that. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Kelly Suiting from the Patents Project in Indiana. Hey, Mike Marotta and podcast listeners. I am Kelly Suiting from the Patents Project here in Indiana. I'm just popping in to talk about the free app for iOS that I stumbled upon on Twitter, and it's called Symbol It. So Symbol It is an app that translates your speech into symbols in real time. Yes, that is correct. It happens in real time. And it was devised based on the idea of developing language with augmentative communication, or better yet, you may have heard it called the dual symbol immersion. But within the app, there are some videos available that dives deeper into that idea that you should check out. So one thing that I really appreciate about this app is that even if you're not familiar or you're not proficient with augmentative communication, the app is super easy. And it's much like using speech to text or dictation on your iPhone or your iPad. The huge bonus of translating your speech into symbols within this app is that you can select the built-in symbol system needed for that communication, such as lamp words for life, 
picture communication symbols from BoardMaker and Unity. And then once you select that symbol system, it automatically sets up your real-time translated speech into that system. And then there are some additional settings of the size of the symbol, and there's options to scroll the screen if the symbols are larger. You can also set it up to display the non-symbol words in your sentence, and it uses that color encoding system of modified Fitzgerald, which identifies the parts of speech. Then for more visual accessibility, there's also the light and the dark mode option. So this is an app like no other that I have personally seen, and it's one for sure that I will keep handy for inclusive and accessible communication with students when needed or on the fly. I can also see it being used to quickly grab a symbol if needed in various situations, especially in a classroom setting. It's definitely a resource to check out, and why not? It's free, and when I say free, I certainly do not mean without value. So that's the app Symbolit, and thanks for having me, Mike. Thanks, Suiting. Appreciate you sharing this awesome tool. I'll drop a link to the Symbol It app in the show notes, but make sure to follow Kelly on Twitter at KSuiting for more fantastic information. Do you have something, an inclusive tool you want to share? Leave an audio message on SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash podcast, and I will put you in an upcoming episode. Want to find other people interested in inclusive and assistive technology? Well, then join us every Wednesday night on Twitter at 8 p.m. Eastern for AT Chat. Each week, Karen Janowski and I lead an hour-long discussion about tools and strategies for inclusion and accessibility for individuals with disabilities. On this week's AT Chat, we took a deep dive into the new iOS 13 and the iPad OS updates for Apple. So if you listen to this podcast regularly, and if you do, thank you, um, you've already heard about some of those and my thoughts about those. We looked at iOS 13 in episode 54, and we talked about iPad OS in episode 55. So for the chat, one of the first things we discussed was whether people were still using iPads in their schools? Have Chromebooks completely taken over or are we still seeing them used for student support? For most of the group, it seems that many of the iOS devices they're using are specifically provided as AT solutions. So communication devices or for specific apps. Uh, This led to another conversation about whether the AT apps that they're using were still working with the iOS update. And participants reported some mixed things, some issues with the update, but it seems like most people had a smooth transition to the new operating system. So some of the features we discussed, we took a deeper dive into voice control, mouse control, and the markup features for photos. These inclusive features are powerful for student success and also for community independence. I've been playing a bit more with the voice control since I recorded that episode a couple back, and I'm really liking it more and more uh, as a solution for an individual who may be unable to access the screen of their mobile device. Uh, We had tons of resources shared throughout the chat, uh, so make sure to check out the Wakelet, the whole archive of the chat at bit.ly slash atchat100919. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Do you have an idea for a future episode? Leave an audio message via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com 
slash ITS podcast with your suggestion. It may appear on an upcoming episode. To stay current on all things inclusive and assistive technology, follow Mike on Twitter at MMATP and visit his website at MMATP.com for inclusive technology resources and all the previous podcast episodes.